0: You're listening to a sermon from New City Fellowship in Manassas, Virginia. New City Fellowship is a diverse community that proclaims the gospel and makes disciples for the glory of God and the renewal of our city. For more information, visit newcityfellowship.net. So on Family Sunday, uh, the kids are in here. That's wild. Uh, Totally fine. Uh, Kids can run around and and play. Um, And we've been in the book of Acts, so I'm going to read uh, the o- one of the only stories in the kids' storybook Bible from Acts. It's Acts 1-5, to which is a ridiculous amount to cover. Uh, so it, it's going to be sort of a broad overview. Uh, first, I'm going to read from the storybook Bible, and then I'm going to talk about some things I saw in it. Uh, it's, in the storybook Bible, it's called God Sends Help. Uh, Jesus' friends and helpers huddled together in a stuffy upstairs room even though it was sunny outside the shutters were closed the door was locked wait in jerusalem jesus had told them i'm going to send you a special present god's power is going to come into you god's holy spirit is coming so here they were waiting actually most of what they were doing was just being scared and hiding you can't blame them their best friend had left the important people and leaders were after them and jesus had given them a job they didn't know how to do as they waited, they were praying and remembering, remembering how, from the beginning, God had been working out his secret rescue plan. Suddenly a strong wind filled the little room, whistling through the walls, rustling the straw on the floor, and there on everyone's heads, shining in the gloom, were flickering flames, fire that didn't burn or hurt, and something more, Inside their in their hearts, they felt a the strange heat almost as if all the coldness and hardness were melting away, as if their broken hearts were mending, and God was giving them brand new hearts, hearts that could work properly. How it happened, they didn't know, but they knew God's power had struck their hearts ablaze, and Jesus himself was coming to live inside them. They'd seen Jesus go away, but now he was closer than he had ever been inside their hearts, and this time nothing could ever separate them. Jesus would always be with them, with them, loving them, whispering the promise that would get rid of the poison and the terrible lie and the sickness in their hearts. God's wonderful promise to them, you are my child and I love you. Make your home in me as I make my home in you, Jesus had said. Could it be? Heaven was coming into their hearts. They threw open the shutters. Sunlight flooded the room and love had flooded their hearts. And the little room was filled with happy noises, dancing feet, singing laughing they unlocked the door and surged out into the streets as if they'd never been afraid peter spoke in a loud voice so everyone could hear jesus died for you he said because he loves you but god made him alive again he has rescued you people stopped and listened the words sank down deep into their hearts and worked like a medicine that makes you well like the antidote to a deadly poison stop running away from god peter said run to him instead so he can love you and make you free. Peter told them the wonderful story of God's love, God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love, how Jesus had come, all that had happened. There were lots of people from faraway countries in Jerusalem. They couldn't speak the same language, but as they listened to Peter, everyone could understand what he was saying in their own languages. Many people believed and became Jesus' new friends and helpers and the wonderful news of Jesus spread, like sparks from a fire to villages, towns, and cities. Every day, more and more people believed, and so it was that the family of God's children, his special people, grew. One man was watching. I'll stop this, Saul said, but this was God's plan, and nothing in all the world would ever be able to stop it. This is, th- this is an awesome picture of the early church. Uh, what will be looking in Acts for the next few weeks, even months. Um, last week, too, looked at parts of Acts 1. Um, so I, I, I won't, I'll try not to overlap with him, but it was funny that he, he saw a lot of the things that I'm seeing in this. Um, and uh, and I, since I'm preaching, I do this disclaimer of I'm preaching to me and and you as well. And if I get fired up, it's because I'm talking to myself. So don't, if, if you, if you're tempted to get offended just I'm offending myself first okay um, in acts 1: 4 uh, Jesus told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem he said in acts 1: 8 the Holy Spirit's going to come on you and you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit's power okay the disciples are to be witnesses to the ends of the earth starting in Jerusalem in Samaria in Judea so they''re starting in their city in their region and their they are to go out to the entire world. So by Acts 2.1, uh, as far as they know, they do not have the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit, uh, the power that comes with the Holy Spirit, so they're waiting. Um, kids, do you love waiting? <laughs> I, I've got a, a three-year-old somewhere, and uh, I don't know how many times a day I tell her, wait, wait, hold on. Uh, she's not a big fan. Um, and it's easy to see in a three-year-old because they're loud about it. You know now, uh, but I'm I'm not great at waiting either. Um, Mandy will tell you I'm uh, impatient. Hopefully less impatient than I used to be, but I'm still not a very patient person. Um, the disciples are waiting, and they're not sure how long they're going to wait. They weren't given a deadline. Uh, they don't know really what the Holy Spirit filling them is going to mean, but they just do it. And I. I think that is awesome. Uh, it's this blind obedience without, without understanding. Uh, sometimes God gives us instructions. He'll give us general instructions in the Bible. Um, and, and the Holy Spirit will give us, I think, promptings too. And sometimes we, we won't know why and we want to negotiate. We Explain more. Tell me more. What, why am I doing this? Uh, but the disciples don't do that. They just wait. I think this open-ended command is, is a wonderful model for how we need to follow Jesus. It's that giving up a control, it, it's, it's truly letting him drive, um, and, and that's, <laughs> man, that's not easy. Um, in John fourteen fifteen, uh, Jesus, in the last week that he's with the disciples before his arrest, uh, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And it's a wild statement, right? It's easy to say, but obedience is, is no easy task. Uh, it's easy to notice uh, disobedience in others, but it's, I think it's tougher to catch it in yourself. Um, this is a tough verse, but the next verse that follows it, John fourteen sixteen, says, I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. So, I think Jesus pairs this very tough instruction uh, with this encouragement, this incredible encouragement that the Holy Spirit's going to be with you. I know I'm asking something you literally can't do on your own. You will mess this up time and time again. Obey my commands. Love me and obey my commands. But the Holy Spirit is going to be with you, and He's going to help you. He's going to transform you so that in time it gets easier, it becomes more of your inclination if you say yes to the Holy Spirit working in you. One reason the Holy Spirit lives in us, I think, is to steer us. Uh, Through the Bible, God keeps telling us, I'm with you. I will be with you. If we love God, we keep his commandments, and the Holy Spirit is that, that guide, literally the helper, to help us do that. So that's a little on how Jesus tells us obedience is linked to love. Uh, but I, I want to see why God told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem. It's a weird instruction, right, of all the things that need to get done. And Chewie and talked a lot about it last week. The, this is the early church. Jesus is gone, and they got a command, go out to the ends of the earth. So let's move, right? And instead he says, wait, just Wait. It was Pentecost now. So it's been time has passed and Jews from all over the world are coming into Jerusalem to celebrate this holiday. Um, but since they're from all over the world, they speak different languages. And God wanted to reach them as they come into Jerusalem. He said, go into all of the world, right? Well, first he's going to bring the world to them. The disciples didn't know this. Their picture is just wait. But it's awesome that this miracle is how he's going to start spreading the gospel out of Jerusalem. Uh, the, the disciples had no idea and they weren't told ahead of time and, and that is entirely fine. They, they followed these very specific instructions. Uh, so one thing I noticed here was that uh, the obedience preceded God acting. God, God could reach those people however he wanted, but for some reason God wants to involve us. He wants to work through us. Uh, time and time again through the Bible, God asks someone or a group of someone, uh, do this weird thing. And the people are like, uh, uh, all right, I, that's not how I would be doing it, but okay. Here, the waiting seems like the most uh, poor use of time. And yet, God reaches all these people through this miracle. I think when we obey God, both his commandments in the Bible, and as the Holy Spirit prompts us, uh, God will work in ways that we never expect. And, and it's amazing. He wants to involve us in, the, in this work. I mean, you, you might not even see it years down the road. On when you said yes to God, when, when the Holy Spirit said, go love this person, go give this to this person, whatever the case may be, uh, you may never see the effect, A- and that, that's fine. Uh, God is working through you. So when you say yes, when you obey his instructions, his promptings, man, uh, it's it's awesome to see his kingdom get built. Uh, and the second thing I saw was that, uh, besides the disciples loving God by obeying Him, they love each other with devotion. Um, Acts two four and five have uh, three similar passages, and I'll read Acts two. Uh, it's it's six verses in this section, and it's a picture of the early church um, living together, meeting together, and I want you to look for, for the generosity, for the commitment. Uh, I think it's awesome. Um, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. uh, the, the devotion strikes me because it's, it's not common. I, you don't see that a lot. And it, it, it challenged me a little. Like, a, am I modeling this kind of commitment, this devotion to each other? Uh, Jesus in John 13, so it's that same time period, that last long meeting with the disciples before uh, the arrest, crucifixion, everything goes down. Uh, Jesus says a new commandment I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you you are to also love one another by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another and it's initially kind of weird right he he says a new commandment I give you and you're like this isn't new this is through the Bible you've talked about love before loving your neighbor loving each other Why, why are you saying this is new and I think one one reason that he's saying that it's new is this is the week it's possibly that night where he gets arrested he gets arrested beaten crucified killed and then he rises again and when the disciples look back on this command and they remember this they're going to remember this in the context of that week of what Jesus did so he's reframing love one another with this incredible Unmatched sacrifice of love that he gives. Um, so when he's saying love one each other that way, lo- lo- love each other, love one another that way, in Acts two, they're starting to do it. I mean, they're they're loving each other with that level of devotion. Uh, I mean, it's it's wild. It, it's it's like it's so so un-American, almost in a way, not in a mean way, but uh, it's it just we don't have a template for that to to be living together to be sharing possessions as they need sharing food it it's incredible and what's more other people are seeing this see we we can say we love god but non churchgoers non christians are going to see that we love god by how we love each other and they can't see that if we are not together if we're not meeting together they're not going to see that. Wow! Look how these people love each other. That—that that strikes me. Uh, I'm I'm extremely task-oriented, um, and I'm working on it. Uh, but for me to slow down and love people and and stop, you know, Martha-ing and and doing all the things that need to get done and just love someone with devotion. Uh, it's. It, it's tough for me but i know that in addition to that person needs it i need to do it god has told me to do it the w- there's a fourth party involved the world watching uh, when they see this this uncommon example that they're they're drawn to it the at the end it says people day by day every day people are, are watching this group meeting in the temple courts and they're like what who are these guys like they just, it's like magnetism, they're just walking to them, and, and the Christian group just keeps growing. And the third thing I noticed, uh, was this, the disciples loved those outside the church with truth. Uh, and this, this is a tough one. Um, we looked at the, the group of Christians, I want to look at specifically one, Peter. Uh, the help of the Holy Spirit, he has internalized the gospel at this point. He believes Jesus has, has died for his sins. He's repented from his sins. Like Peter, Peter is a full-on Christian. He's a changed man. People who knew him uh, years ago can see it. And he's, he's bursting to share what God has done for him. So he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and he runs out of the room into the, whatever courtyard they're overlooking, and he just starts preaching. Um, in Acts two thirty eight and thirty nine, this deserves its own sermon, and Chewie's going to rock it. Uh, but th- th- this this picture is I love these verses. Acts two thirty eight is a commonly quoted verse, at least the first part uh, says, "Repent and be baptized. Um, Repent of your sins. Turn from them." I'm paraphrasing at this point. Um, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's that last part that strikes me. Where repent and be baptized. Repent of your sins. Turn back to Jesus and believe he has died for you. Like that's a, that's a quick but acu- accurate gospel summary, right? But, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. We, we often don't include that part, right? Like, is that, is that just Peter? Is that the disciples? Is that the people hearing it right then? Is that for everybody? Who's that for? It's verse 39. I I love this verse. Uh, For this promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. Anytime. This is everybody. This is us. When we repent and be baptized, when we turn from our sins, we receive the Holy Spirit. That is all of us. We have the Holy Spirit. That's, That's incredible to me. That I I fly past it sometimes, but it's like Jesus, Jesus even says in John 16, uh, 16, 7, he says, it's better for me to leave. It's good for you that I leave so that you can receive the Holy Spirit because if I don't leave, he will not come to you. This is better. Even when the disciples were with Jesus, they weren't always with Jesus. He'd go off and pray or he went to Nazareth and they couldn't find him for a while. He leaves and they get the Holy Spirit forever. I mean the, just forever. No no breaks in time. I mean that that's amazing to me. Uh, and it's with the Holy Spirit. Peter now Peter now has the Holy Spirit and he has the Holy Spirit in him forever. Uh, he starts preaching. And it's this the pinnacle of a sermon that Acts two thirty eight and thirty-nine he shares the gospel to, with these people, and they start turning, turning to Jesus. And I, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but it's it's so wonderful and humbling for you to be involved in that in, in, in any capacity. <laughs> when, sorry. <laughs> Uh, when anyone turn this, turns to Jesus, and you had even a hand in it, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's a wonderful thing. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, Peter preaches, and three thousand people come to Jesus that day. Um, and and don't. We're, we're not about numbers, but there's something worth noting here with, with the numbers. Um, and and I, I saw it because Jesus preached to crowds bigger than that, right? But it never says in any gospel that 3,000 people or more began to follow Jesus. I mean, they, they ate his food, they, they listened to him preach, but it never actually says he gained 3,000 followers or more. And why I think that is worth noting is Peter says... Or, uh, through Peter, three thousand people begin to follow him. Something has happened through Peter that never even happened in a given day with Jesus. And I'm noting that because Jesus said that would happen. In John fourteen twelve. Jesus says, "What I do, y- you're going to do too. In fact, you're going to do even greater things." And Jesus prophesied this, uh, and it—that's—that's. That's, wonderfully encouraging and it's 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 a little convicting too because I'm I'm looking at my life and I'm like am I seeing God do these great things through me I, I don't know um but he can and he wants to and I when we love people with the truth of Jesus and uh we're you know we're we're told that's that's a hateful thing or that's arrogant you know when when you tell someone about Jesus and they're a sinner and, and you, you outline the gospel, uh, people say, you know, that's, that's hateful, but it's literally the opposite. It's the most loving thing we can do for them. That, that was the most loving thing Peter could have done for those people because we are eternal people. We, yes, we get sick and we have terrible circumstances, but Peter cared for their souls. And, and in a miraculous way, God used him, to speak in their languages, And he gave them the most loving thing he could give them, the message of Jesus. Um, I know know that's a big overview. Um, So if you've repented for your sins uh, and you've turned to Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit. I want to emphasize that. we have the Holy Spirit forever. That's in Acts 2. It's in John 14. It's John 16. Uh, Jesus and the writers in the New Testament keep emphasizing this. This Jesus has gone away, and it's almost like a I mean, terrible analogy, but a video game of grade where this is better. The Holy Spirit is better because he's with you always. He, he will never leave you. Um, so if you have repented from your sins, you have the Holy Spirit I want you to take comfort in that and, and believe that He wants to use you. Going back to that obedience, He wants to speak to you and give to you not just general instruction from the Bible on, on, on how we can work with God to, to become more like Him, to say yes to Him. Uh, the Holy Spirit wants to give you specific tasks almost. When you listen to the Holy Spirit, and say yes to him, he will use you, uh, and he'll lead you. You won't, you won't always know why. That doesn't seem to be very, fairly common in this process. Uh, but, but he'll use you. And if, you, if you've not repented from your sins, uh, if you don't think that this applies to you, then I would humbly say that you're a slave to sin. It's literally the opposite of freedom you don't know the life and joy of God um, you can know it you can be restored to fellowship with God and if, if that if that is a lot to process don't just do it in a minute ask someone ask someone to explain more ask me can you tell me more about that that was fast can you can you explain more please do that um, so here are some questions that I, I asked myself through this I think maybe they're up there um, and, and it's a lot, so pick one, pick two, um, but I, I read this, and as I prayed on it, I, I kept wondering, do I obey God by learning and applying the Bible? Uh, and I'm, and I'm asking that, because Peter knew it immediately. Peter got out there and got used by God, and he's quoting Joel, which is, I cannot quote anything from Joel, sorry, um, he's quoting two different Psalms of David, um, he, he knew it. He said yes to God, but he had also studied the Bible, um, and I want to be able to be in that position where God says, Lars, now, go, and I can go and do it, um, so I was asking myself that, um, and I was also asking, do I obey the Holy Spirit when, when he moves me to do something, when it's super randomly, let's talk to the grocery store cl- clerk this time, not every time, but this time, do I do that? Um, do I devote myself to the body of Christ? Uh, do I have literally that devotion where am I modeling Acts two? And do I love non believers w- with the truth of Jesus? That's that's the hardest. It's you you can feel that fear of rejection, you can feel it feel that like maybe they're gonna condemn me, maybe like, you know what, man, I thought you were cool. Uh we're done. You know, you, you can have all that playing in your head, but the most loving thing you can do for someone is is share Jesus. Um, and and I'm, I'm talking to me. Um, that's the most loving thing I can do. So for uh, wherever you are on these, wh- whatever one you want to pick, um, ask God to help you do it more. Um, and we have each other. He gives us each other. So get with someone and and ask them to check on you, to, to, to drive you. Uh, let's ask each other. Let's, let's remind each other of this. Um, uh, let me pray. Um, th- th- this is a lot, a lot for me, so I'm going to pray. Uh, God, thank you that you, you give us these messages, and uh, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for what you did in the early church. Um we we want to see you work like that, and um, we want to say yes to you. Show us how, and uh, please be patient with us. Um, expose us where we are falling short and missing it and and encourage us. use us uh, bring us together Lord to to model this and and to love love you more to to love love each other more and love the world more um, thank you for for your holy Spirit thank you that you're with us forever um, please work in us and speak to us Lord in Jesus name amen